Hello everyone, it's Mushtar FM 89.6 and today with you World Politics. My name is Samantha and today I'm with Hudaifa. Hello Sam, how are you? I'm very fine and I'm very inspiring about today's topic and also with me Thomas. Hello dear listeners, hello dear colleagues, I'm glad also to do this topic with you. As we have mentioned, it will be very actual and interesting topic. Have you heard a lot of news, guys, about the anti-abortion movements in USA that are getting popular every time? Yes, of course, that's a scandal. For me, uh, to be honest, I didn't check the news lately, so I don't know much about this movement, but I, I would like to, to know more. So, yeah, uh, how I got known about it, I was in summer camp and we had um, some kind of workshops about actual worldwide problems and we chose the topic as abortion and anti-abortion movements because a lot of people are going to protest around the world to protect their human rights as to do with their body what they want to do. But a lot of states in USA are getting more serious about this topic and for starts to forbid to people to get abortion. Already in 10 states in USA and it's also getting popular in Europe and other countries. So I think it will be very interesting to take a look on this actual topic. Okay, looks very interesting. But first, what is the definition of abortion? Very interesting question, Thomas. Yes, before discussing, we need to define what is abortion. So abortion is the termination of a pregnancy by removal or expulsion of an embryo or Fetus. An abortion occurs without intervention is known as a miscarriage or spontaneous abortion. So there is some kind of the abortion and methods of getting abortion that I want to mention and to explain in order to understand this topic more clearly. There are two main types of abortion, a medical and surgical. Both are extremely safe and effective, as doctors uh, say about it. So, however... One might be preferable depending on how long the woman been pregnant, where she lives, her budget, and a few other factors. So, as we have said before, the USA, since the Supreme Court of the United States wanted to overturn Rui v. Wade, this case which guaranteed the legal right to abortion nationwide, some states have already passed laws restricting access to abortion. Others are poised to follow suit. That means not everyone has equal access to all methods of abortion and the person might face some challenges accessing one depending on where the person lives. Let's start from the first type of abortion, it's medical abortion. Everything the person needs to know about abortion pills. So medical abortion is uh, connected with uh, consuming special pills. According to reproductive health research, more than half of all abortions in especially United States are medical abortions. So, what is it? Medical abortion involves taking pills that terminate a pregnancy. Most likely take mifepristone pill followed by another medication called misoprostol. Through some people will take only misoprostol if it will be enough for termination of pregnancy. These medications stop the pregnancy from continuing to develop and cause the uterus to empty itself, ending their pregnancy. It's 
very safe method of uh, abortion. So most medical experts agree that abortion or medical surgery is safe. No more than two percent of people report complications, and most complications that do occur are easily treated with follow-up care. Medical abortion is an extremely effective way to enter pregnancy, especially when used at four before twelve weeks gestation. Research shows that the combination of these two pills, the most common way to end the abortion via pills, so fully ends pregnancy in 95-99% of cases. Some people, especially people outside of the USA, may only take uh, one of these pills without another. This is also an effect of abortion method, fully ending pregnancies in about 78 of people who take it. So as I have seen, there are more possibility to uh, have effective abortion in USA than in Europe because in USA it's like 95 and 99 percent and in Europe it's 78. Talking of course about the cost because for some people in most cases it's very important question also. One study found that average price of uh, these pills ordered online ranged from 110 to $316, including shipping and fees. The cost of misoprostol by itself was lower. Abortion pills obtained in a clinic can cost up to $750, though cost may vary by state. The second one is surgical abortion. It's the second method of abortion. A surgical abortion is a procedure done by a trained medical professional in a clinical setting like an abortion clinic or sometimes even a hospital. There are two main types of surgical abortion, vacuum aspiration and dilation and evacuation. Vacuum aspiration is most often used up to 16 weeks after last period and while D&E is used up even to 24 weeks of pregnancy. A little bit uh, to say about these two methods. So vacuum aspiration is the most common type of in-clinic abortion according to provider plant research. This procedure uses gentle suction to empty uterus. It isn't typically painful, but the person may feel some cramping because uterus will contact and the tissue is removed. The procedure lasts about only 5-10 minutes and the person may need to stay at the clinic for up to a few hours afterward to ensure the abortion is complete. And about the second method, dilation and evacuation, D&E is often used a bit later on in pregnancy. It uses a combination of vacuum aspiration, forceps and dilation and curettage. To start, the provider delayed the cervix to make it easier to remove the pregnancy tissue. They may have the person take misoprostol and another pill medication that helps soften the uterus and cause it to the contact to help with that. So then they will use forceps to remove the fetus and placenta tube to suction out of uterus. The person have the procedure in the hospital or in the clinic and this procedure can be somewhat painful, but the person private can give medicines and local anesthesia to prevent discomfort. So the procedure generally takes less than also 30 minutes, so not for a long time, and the person go home in the same day, so it's nothing, he doesn't need to go to the clinic and stay in the clinic. 
Uh, about the eligibility of these methods, so there are no conditions that prevent the person from having a surgical abortion, but people with certain health conditions may need to have theirs in a hospital setting instead of a clinic or ensure their safety. And surgical abortion may cost between 500 up to $2,000, depending on several factors, including the location of the person. Yes, it was the overall information about abortion, what is abortion, the types of abortion, and what uh, people usually have, what procedure in the clinic they have. As you have seen, as I have said, that abortion and the access to abortion, some uh, types of them, depends of the country and when the persons leave. So, and it will be very interesting to get knowing more about statistics of abortion by countries, by age, etc. Yeah, sure, Samantha. According to the World uh, Health Organization, roughly seven three million induced abortions occur worldwide each year with like 61% of all unintended pregnancies and 29% of all pregnancies in general ending with an abortion. So the WHO also keeps a, a database of each country's abortion laws, policies and level of abortion uh, support in the healthcare system tracking the rates of abortion in various countries around the world is difficult because many nations do not record or report abortion rates. This is especially true in nations where abortion is illegal and thus no official records are kept. One frequently cited database of abortion rates in the World uh, Abortion Policies Report uh, created by the United Nations. Uh, so this report measures the number of abortions performed on women between the ages of uh, 15 and 44 uh, in a given country. So the UN data offers um, a strong example of the shortcomings of abortion statistics. It covers uh, less than a third of the world's uh, 193 countries and is increasingly outdated. But yet, uh, it remains some of the best uh, data available. So the top 10 countries with the highest abortion rates, and this uh, statistic is um, kind of annually for every 1,000 women. So number one is Russia. Quite a high number, to be honest, yeah. because it's um, kind of 53.7 for each 1,000 women. I think that it can be connected. We will discuss this topic of access to the abortion because in Russia you don't have any borders to go and just take the abortion. And in second place is Vietnam with 35.2 for every 1,000 women. Kazakhstan with 35 per every 1,000 women. Estonia with 33.3, Belarus with 31.7, Romania with 27.8, Ukraine with 27.5, Latvia with 27.3, Cuba with 24.8, and finally China with 24. And according to the UN data, Russia's uh, abortion rate is, as we said, like 53.7 per 
every 1,000 women, and Vietnam has the second highest rate with the 35.2, followed by Kazakhstan with the, the 35. On the opposite end, uh, Mexico has the lowest abortion rate of 0.1, followed by Portugal with 0.2 abortion. And abortion is actually legal in all of these nations. I think we can explain with these numbers for Mexico and Portugal because they are really, I think, mostly Christian. And I think it's really bad to have abortion when you are when you are Christian. So I think that's why it's that low, because it's not forbidden, but it's because of the education, something like this, I'm sure, about it. Yeah, also Qatar, because it's... Um But it's like 1.2 for or per every 1,000. But is it legal there? Illegal to have uh, abortion, like uh, except if the life of the mother is in danger. And this is like mainly religious because also in uh, in my country, uh, one of the cases that uh, abortion is legal is uh, when the life of the mother is in danger. So it's like the least uh, evil thing to do. So they will not like uh, just let the the women have the, the baby and probably both of them die or so. Yeah, I think the problem with Qatar, okay, I don't want to say bad things, but they don't have a lot of respect to human rights in general, I think. So, and also for the woman, I don't want to say bad things, just... No, I, I, the I, truth. I, I don't agree with this because... Uh, About when, human rights? I mean, like, this is a kind of a religious country. It's not like... Um, you would not find a lot of, uh, I don't know, other religions and other kind of unreligious people in this country. That's why it's like uh, the main rule is the religious, um, for example, laws. And that's why it's uh, this way. Yeah, but for me, I was talking about human rights. Just I can say about uh, easy example that they are building the a stadium for the world for the world football championship. I don't know if you heard about it. World but Cup, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because but, uh, they are hosting uh, the this year's uh, World Cup. Uh, yeah, it's for. I don't think I don't know if it. No, it's not for this year. I think it's for twenty twenty four. But just a lot of people died uh, just because they were working. They were they weren't paid a lot at all, and they let people just die for building a stadium just that will just be useful for one moment. And I but, think that's pretty uh, sad. But it's another topic I know. But I but just, is it, is this information credible? Like uh, how credible this information could be? Of course, it's credible. I have proofs. But uh, we can say also about Qatar that they protect human rights of their citizens. They protect a lot. They have all the values that they have. And these people who were constructed the stadium, they were immigrants from other countries. So about Qatar, Qatar takes care of the lives and the values and the quality of the life of 
its citizens. If you are was born and you are fully Qatar, like by your genetic, they will do everything. The uh, government will do everything for you. But if you're immigrant from another country who went to go to the Qatar, they won't pay attention. I'm sorry to say. Uh, okay. Uh, we don't know exactly about it, but I think I just uh, watched some documentaries about it. Yes, that uh, different situations of the values and the rights in this country. If you are from Qatar or you are from another country who went just to work in this country. Okay, yeah, I'm, not sure. I'm not sure about exactly how many people died, but I have seen that is around 6,000 migrant workers have died for this stadium. So I think... Okay. Yeah, it's immigrants, but still, for yeah, me, they yeah. don't have respect for human in general. But I think it's another topic. Yeah, but also, like, uh, the companies that hire those people, like, usually, like, I don't know, since they have the money, they usually, like, uh, pay the money for foreign uh, uh, companies to do the work for them. So mm -hmm. you cannot blame the country for, you know, taking... I don't know, giving this uh, project to another company from a foreign country and then you decide that uh, the country is the, the one to blame for the conditions. But we're talking about 6,000 people who are I know. just to build a stadium. I know, because this, 6, uh, this, these things also happens because of the working conditions. Not just because the country doesn't give a damn about uh, like uh, the lives of people. Mm -hmm. This is why this is my point of view. But we are now speaking about abortion, mm -hmm. not yeah, stadium. Let's and continue <laughs> with abortion. <laughs> yeah. So I think also because in such countries as Qatar, religious and laws are very tied together. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it, because usually uh, the laws are based on on yeah religion. religious like and. In Qatar, if the woman will have the abortion, she will go to prison for five years. So we see not only moral effect on it that everybody will say, why you did it, it's bad or from religious. We see that it's the real fact that after she will do it, there's a law and she will go to the prison. Talking about religious, Russia is a very religious country, like almost 70% of our country are orthodox. Also in our religion, it's forbidden to have the abortion. And but it doesn't affect laws because we are not a religious country by law. We Svetic country and we have the diversity of religions you can decide but religion doesn't affect the law. So this is why there's the Russian even it's very orthodox country, we have the highest rank of abortion. We can note that uh, Brazil, Panama and Poland are listed as having a rate of zero in this list because it's unclear whether uh, this indicates missing data or an actual value of uh, zero you know, percent uh, in those countries, especially that they have uh, left off the, the, the ranking, like they don't give maybe data to the human rights organization. That's why they are ranked like this. Uh, they are not ranked in the list, but uh, they have like zero uh, percent. So, Be because it's related to religion, also there are a lot of people who are religious, and I know that it's very not recommended at all to. But have also, abortion. like uh, in many countries, even if it's religious, they uh, the people could have like illegal abortions. So they kind of I don't know maybe go to clinics, and as you know, clinics only wants money, 
they don't care about sometimes they don't care about the laws and especially like for example if this clinic is uh, i don't know like coming from another country who have a um, different perspective and they s- could like offer this service and uh, they are okay with it so speaking about uh, how legal it is and how illegal it is can you tell us thomas in how many countries the abortion is legal I don't have the number exactly, but I found during my researches, I was so surprised about what I found uh, because once of the first country who legalized abortion, there was Armenia, Azerbaijan, Belarus, Estonia, Georgia, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Latvia, Russia also, uh, Turkmenistan, Ukraine, basically Almost all the countries were part of the Soviet Union, and it was in 1955. I'm surprised that this kind of country legalized abortion before everyone else in the world. That's yeah. Also about abortion, but talking about Russia, it's because of communist regime. Russia was the first country who uh, legalized abortion, and also Russia was the first country that allowed the woman right to vote. So communists gave a lot of rights to women at this time. It was, yeah, abortion and voting in there. Uh, for the government, it was like one of the main rights for women. And it was, yeah. I was very surprised to, to learn that because I saw this kind of country where really like after everyone. But no, I was surprised. Also that China legalized it in 1957. I never thought about this. Uh, then after there was Cuba, Denmark, Tunisia, Singapore, Sweden, France in uh, 1975 or so. Then during these years, like every year, there were new countries who legalized abortion. But also something that surprised me is that Portugal um, legalized abortion in 2007, Spain only in 2010. I see that so late compared to the other countries. But the more surprising, it's for me, Iceland and Ireland, because it was legalized in 2019. For me, uh, this country are, I was just so surprised about Iceland and Ireland because they legalized it in 2019. After came New Zealand in 2020. The previous year, Argentina, South Korea and Thailand legalized abortion also. And the thing that surprised me the most But I already knew it. But it's in this same year of 2022, Colombia legalized abortion only this year. Like before, they didn't have the right at all. And yeah, really, I couldn't believe it. But I've heard that in the news that a lot of people were happy about this. But it was also because of the religion. Like it's not okay to have abortion in most of cases. But in several countries, abortions are only permitted under certain circumstances such as sexual assault, incest, fetal impairment, or the explicit consent of the spouse of parents. If I have to give my opinion, I think that's said that some people decide for women if they should have the right to have abortion or not. It should be their choice. And I can tell also about the country where is it illegal and... I was surprised again because there are a lot of countries where it's not legal, like Andorra, Aruba, 
Congo, Curaçao, Dominican Republic, Egypt, Salvador, Haiti, Honduras, there was Iraq, Jamaica, Laos, Madagascar, Malta, Mauritania, Nicaragua, Paulo, Philippines, San Marino, and Senegal. It could be also Morocco. Like, Is it illegal in Morocco? Uh, only for some cases that you have, um, I think, already mentioned. Like, uh, for maybe it causes the death of uh, the mother. But we will come to this uh, when we were speaking about like abortion in our country. So, so yeah, you already talked about it before, but I want to talk about abortion rights and human rights. The right to save the legal abortion is fundamental human rights protected under numerous international and regional human rights treaties and national level constitutions around the world. This instrument grounds safe abortion in a constellation of rights, including the rights to life, liberty, privacy, equality and non-discrimination, and freedom from cruel, inhuman and degrading treatments. Human rights bodies have repeatedly condemned restrictive abortion laws as being incompatible with human rights norms. Almost 1 billion women, representing 59% of women of reproductive age, lives in countries that broadly allow abortion. While a majority of women live in countries where they can exercise their right to abortion, 41% of the women live under restrictive laws. The inability to access safe and legal abortion care impacts 700 million women of reproductive age. That's really a lot. According to the World Health Organization, 23,000 women die of unsafe abortion each year and tens of thousands more experience significant health complications. That's very sad that happens still in 2022. Legal restrictions on abortion do not result in fewer abortions. Instead, they compel women to risk their lives and health by seeking out unsafe abortion care. The legal status of abortion indicates more than just where women and girls are legally permitted to decide whether to a pregnancy term or not. It also reveals how likely a woman is to die from unsafe abortion, whether girls will complete their education and the limits on women and girls' ability to participate in public and political life. In short, Tracking the legal statute of abortion shows us where human and girls are treated with equality and are afforded the opportunity to direct the course of their own lives. Uh, so now maybe, Hudaifa, you can talk about the religion and the abortion. According to the BBC, uh, all the religions have um, taken strong position on abortion. They believe that the issue... Uh, encompasses uh, profound issues of life and death, right and wrong, human relationships and the nature of a society that makes it uh, a major religious concern. So people involved in an abortion are usually affected very deep, not just emotionally, but often spiritually as well. They often turn to their faith for advice and comfort, for explanation of their feelings and to seek autonomy and a way to deal with their feelings of guilt. Because abortion affects uh, hearts as well as mind uh, and because it involves life and death, many people find that purely intellectual arguments about it is ultimately unsatisfying. 
for them it's not just the matter that concerns a human being and their conscience, but something that concerns a human being and kind of their God. So first we will start with the sanctity of life. And for example, in Islamic teachings, Muslims uh, regard uh, abortion as wrong and forbidden. But many accept that uh, it may be permitted in certain cases. And all schools of Muslim law accept that abortion is permitted if continuing the pregnancy would put the mother's life in a real danger. This is the only reason accepted for uh, abortion after 120 days of the pregnancy. Different schools of uh, Muslim law hold different views on whether any other reasons for abortion are permitted and at what stage of uh, pregnancy if so. Some schools of uh, Muslim law permit abortion in the first uh, 16 weeks of pregnancy while others only permit it in the first 7 weeks. However, even those scholars who would uh, permit early abortion in certain cases still regard abortion as wrong, but do not uh, regard it as punishable wrong. So the more advanced the pregnancy, the greater uh, the wrong. So the Quran uh, does not explicitly refer to abortion, but refers uh, guidance on related matters. Scholars accept that this guidance can probably be applied to abortion. So the Islamic view is based on um, the very high priority the faith gives to the sanctity of uh, the life. And the Quran says, Whosoever has uh, spared the life of a soul, it is as though he has spared the life of all people. And whosoever has killed a soul, it is as though he has murdered all of mankind. So most uh, Muslim scholars would say that uh, a fetus in the womb is recognized and protected by Islam as a human life. And this is why the Islam prohibits like uh, abortion, but not uh, in some cases. So the protection of the mother's life is uh, kind of one case and to save the life of the mother because it sees this as lesser of two evils as I already mentioned and there is a general principle in Sharia uh, of choosing the lesser of two evils which is in this case uh, not uh, making like for example if this pregnancy will affect the mother and also like maybe both of uh, the mother and the baby will die at the end like it's better uh, to do the lesser evil which is like uh, abortion and also abortion is regarded as a lesser evil in this case because for example the mother is the originator of the fetus and the mother's life is well established the mother has uh, with duties and responsibilities the mother is part of a family and allowing the mother to die would also kill the fetus in most cases. And for the Church of England, it encourages uh, people to think uh, through the issue of abortion very carefully and recognizes that each individual will have different views on the subject. However, the Church's uh, governing body, the General Synod, has passed resolutions on the matter which provide a coherent Church of England position. 
So the Church of England combines strong opposition to abortion with uh, recognition that there can be strictly limited conditions under which it may be morally preferable to any available alternative. So the Church of England shares the Roman Catholic view that abortion is gravely contrary to the moral law. As uh, the 1980 statement of the Board of Social Responsibility put it, in the light of our conviction that the fetus has the right to live and develop as a member of the human family, we see abortion, the termination of that life by the act of man, as a great moral evil. We do not believe that the right to Life as a right uh, pertaining to persons admits uh, of no exceptions, whatever, but the right of the innocence to life admits surely of the few exceptions indeed. So this one was taken from the Church of England, Board of uh, Social Responsibility in 1980. However, this statement does acknowledge that under some circumstances, uh, abortion could be permissible. So the 1983 resolution of Synod, after expressing concern about the number of abortions in recent years, went on to recognize that in situations where the continuance of a pregnancy threatens the life of the mother, a termination of the, of the pregnancy may be justifiable and that there must be adequate and safe provision in our society for such situations. And in Judaism, Judaism does not forbid abortion, but it does not permit abortion on demand. And abortion is only permitted for serious reasons. So Judaism expects uh, every case to be considered on its own merits and the decision to be taken after consolation with uh, a rabbi competent to give advice on such matters. Strict uh, Judaism permits abortion only in cases where continuing the pregnancy would uh, put the mother's life in serious danger. So some of the religion that I mentioned share the same like one point which is like uh, continuing the pregnancy would cause like uh, the death of the mother. So in this case, it's allowed. So Jewish law in more lenient uh, concerning abortion in the first 40 days of pregnancy as it considers the embryo uh, to be of relatively low value during it this time. Abortions because of defects in the fetus or to protect the mental health of the mother are forbidden uh, by some schools of Judaism and permitted by other under uh, deferring circumstances. There is also other cases where rape or insects uh, in this kind of case, uh, abortion would only be permitted if continuing the pregnancy would cause the mother sufficient distress to endanger her health. So these were like the perspective of uh, some of the religions that we mentioned and I only took uh, one of the three main ones. That's why uh, if we continue with other religions, uh, we will not finish. So maybe now we can speak about um, abortion in our countries and we can start maybe with uh, Liu Samantha. Yeah, the leader of this rank. So I think it will be very nice to start with Russia. 
So yeah, as we have discussed, like the Russia on the first place of this rank of abortion, and I think that I need to introduce a little bit of history of it, like not deeply history, but at least 100 years. Abortion in Russia is legal as an elective procedure up to the 12th week of pregnancy and in special circumstances at later stages. So, how it was? In 1920, the Russian Soviet Republic under Lenin became the first country in the world in the modern area to allow abortion in all circumstances. But over the course of the 20th century, the legality of abortion changed more than once with a ban on unconditional abortions being enacted uh, again from the 1936 to 1955, which from then on it was legalized again. Due to this, the country gained a termed abortion culture. Russian abortions peaked in the middle of the 1960s with a total of 5 million four. 163-300 abortions being performed in 1965. Oh, my God. That's a lot. It's, yeah, very a lot. In terms of the total numbers in the 21st century, in 2009, China reported that it had over 13 million abortions out of a population of 1.3 billion compared to 1.2 million abortions in Russia. So we were competing with China with abortions out of a population of 143 million people. So comparing with the total population, we had more, of course. In 2020, Russia had decreased its number of abortions to 4,500,000. It's better. It's not 5 million, at least. During the 2000s, Russia's steadily falling population due to both negative birth rates and low life expectancy became a major source of concern, even forcing the military to curtail conscription due to searches of young males, because for Russia it's very important to have young males in the army. But we didn't have enough children for it. So on 21st October 2011, the Russian parliament passed a law restricting abortion to the first 12 weeks of pregnancy with an exception up to 22 weeks if the pregnancy was the result of rape or for medical necessity, it can be performed at any point during pregnancy. The new law also made mandatory a waiting period of two Two seven days before an abortion can be performed to allow the woman to consider her decision. Abortion can only be performed in licensed institutions, typically hospitals and women clinics, and by physicians who have specialized training. The physician can refuse to perform the abortion except the abortions for medical necessity. The new law is stricter than the previous one in that under the former law, abortion after 12 weeks were allowed on border grounds, whereas under the current law, such abortions are only allowed if there 
there are serious medical problems with the mother of tattoos and in the case of rape. According to the Criminal Code of Russia, the performance of an abortion by a person who doesn't have a medical degree specialized training is fined up to 800,000 rubles by a fine worth up to eight months uh, in their income by community service from 100 to 240 hours. But talking about the civil law about the right of the woman, we have the Article 56 of Federal Law of Russian Federation and its name Artificial Termination of Pregnancies or Abortion. And it's written, each woman independently decides on the issue of motherhood. Artificial termination of pregnancy is carried out of the request of the woman with inferred voluntary consent. So, in Russia, we don't have the legal problem to make the abortions. So, I'm very glad that our country is very modern in this type. And we didn't have even demonstrations ever like in USA because everything is good in it. You can go just to hospital and say it. Yeah, of course, doctor can refuse, but in most cases, they doesn't refuse and they make the operation without any problems. And also, we'll talk maybe, or maybe we won't talk about the pills. Uh, there are also no problem to take the pills, emergency pills, after their unsecure sexual act. And um, it costs not a lot, like $5, $7. It's like, I think, one of the lowest par- price for this and uh, every woman can go just to, to pharmacy and buy it without any prescriptions. So we, in our country, we don't have such problems. As I have said, we have access to abortion, to emergency pills, but also the Russia has the problem of low rate of birthing. There are not a lot of children in Russia, and the government starts to motivate people to have children, but not by the methods that other countries hopefully do, like uh, forbidding the abortion, but other methods giving money to young families and to support uh, to buy the flesh, so by others. But also there is a new article and uh, that has the name Russia announces plan to half abortion rates to spur population growth because we really have the problem with that. Russia's government has approved measures aimed to halving the number of abortions carried out in the country before 2025, according to a document published off its website. So, the plan is part of the government's latest long-term blueprint for improving the demographic situation in the country through 2025, aiming a recently resumed decline in population growth after a decade of struggling but stable increases. The blueprint also sets forward plans for a significant reduction in infant and material mortality and a rise in general reproductive health. As part of the new measures regarding abortion, the authorities plan to improve public access to legal, psychological and medical assistance for pregnant women considering terminating their pregnancies. The program also sets out of a goal of ensuring that 80% of women considering an abortion undergo consultation with a doctor, with a focus on increasing unlikelihood that they reject the procedure. The official document, which was flagged by Russian media after its publication online, has elected controversy among women's rights activists who insist that abortion should be a universal right and that the state's role in regulating it should be minimal. So, as you have seen, even we have the wall access for abortion, the 
governments tries to halve it, but I think it will be very hard process because the whole time that Russia exists, uh, we had the access and hopefully they tried by good methods, not the methods as other countries forbidding the abortion or emergency pills and etc. So yeah, taking into consideration all things mentioned above about the Russia, I think that the system of abortion in Russia is pretty good and we have the women rights in Russia to have the abortion and also other human rights for women. It's good to be women in Russia. Like it's surprising that you say that in Russia the the government give money to family to have more babies. But when you know that in China that they find people if they have more than one children, okay, they, now this law has been cancelled, but it was the case for a lot of time that you could be fine if you have more than one children, but in Russia they want more children. It really depends about the country. But it also depends on the population of the country. I mean, like 1.2 billion people in China. Yes. That's a lot of and people. And in Russia, like, we're a big country. Like, maybe the twice of China, it's 143 million. Yeah. People just live in few regions. Some regions, there are absolutely no one. That's yeah. the difference, I think. So Thomas knows Russia better than me, geographically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think, like, I'm not sure about these numbers, but like 70% live in Moscow and no, and, and maybe 15% is St. Petersburg and the other one are some village around the Russia, but it's almost concentrated yeah. in one region. Because they're moving, they, even the people were born in um, villages or other regions, everybody is going to Moscow and St. Petersburg. This is why... With the years, the population is going only to these two big cities, and it's over overpopulation because 20 million in Moscow and in the village, it's like 50 people. So it's yeah, I can very understand. strange if, situation. If you don't want to live in a farm for the rest of your life, you have to move in the city. <laughs> so yeah, nobody wants to live in the farm as they see. Everybody goes to the city because I, it's yeah, business. Yeah, some city. person wants to do it, and some person maybe need to do it. That's yeah. In Moscow, you have a lot of stuff to do, not only sex, but in the villages. This is why they have a lot of uh, children in villages, like six or five. So, we have talked about Russia, and I'm very curious about your countries, guys. So, Thomas, tell us, please, about France. How is the situation with abortion in your country? So, I can talk about the abortion in France. The first law appeared in 1975, but legally it was officially there in the 31st December of 1979. It has been legal since this time because there was a veil law. It was the woman who was charged about the health care in France. Uh, in 1982, Uh, there was the reform of abortion by social security. Do you know what is social security? Like social security in France is a system, uh, for example, when you work for one month, you earn, for example, 1,500 euros. But 20% of what you earn go in the social security. Promulgated in 1982 after election of François Mitterrand in 1981, the law of the Minister of the Women's Rights, Yvette Rudy, provides for 80% reimbursement of abortion. I think it's good because not in all the country it's found. So I think it's good to say. Yeah, but Russia is better. In 1993, there was the creation of the Offense of Obstruction. 
the act of the 27 January 1993 created the offense of obstruction of abortion and decriminalized self-abortion. That, it, that means without going to a doctor. Henceforth, it is punishable by imprisonment and a fine to prevent or attempt to prevent an abortion, either by disrupting access to healthcare establishments or the free movement of persons within these establishments, or by making threats or carrying out any act of intimidation against medical or non-medical staff working in the establishment or against women who have come to undergo an abortion. In addition, associations accompanying these women may bring civil action in the event of offenses. But I was wondering how it is in Morocco about the abortion. I'm really curious about that. Can you tell us more, Hudayfa? Yeah, sure. So the Moroccan government approved uh, an amendment to the Moroccan Penal Code that liberalized the nation's abortion laws. So this amendment is the most recent uh, manifestation of effort to reform the 50 years old uh, code in accordance with the goals of the 2011 constitution. So previously, Article uh, 453 of the Penal Code uh, mandates that abortion was only permissible if the health of the mother was in danger. So the new reform amended the law to allow abortion in cases of incest, rape and birth defects. So the King Mohammed VI ordered the government to amend abortion laws after the Moroccan Association for the fight against uh, clandestine abortion reported that 800 illegal abortions were performed daily in the, the kingdom. So although AML ACEs estimates uh, is hard to verify, their study demonstrates that up to 220,000 Moroccan women undergo illegal abortions each year. So the Middle East, I estimates that illegal abortions uh, in clinics cost approximately 3,000 dirhams, which is like 300 US dollar, which is a steep price for many Moroccan women. Those who cannot afford the proper medical care uh, may undergo uh, procedures by untrained medics that lead to dangerous complications. So Alawi Belghiti, which is a doctor representing the Ministry of Health, told uh, Al-Arabia in 2012 that abortion is a major public health problem. So the king asked the Department of Justice and Islamic Affairs and the National uh, Council for Human Rights to conduct a study regarding the legal, political and Islamic implications of liberalizing Morocco's um, abortion laws. So the study found that the large majority of Moroccans supported uh, legalizing abortion, but only in cases of rape, incest and birth defects. So Health Minister Al-Husayl Wardi supported the legalization telling Telekal News that he is a doctor and citizens first and that he believes a woman should have control over her own body. I think it's obviously and that he thinks it is absolutely necessary to legalize abortion because it's not only a medical problem but also a social problem. So the Islamic laws regarding abortion make uh, legalization a particularly controversial topic in the 
in the kingdom. So Islam generally teaches that abortion is wrong due to the sanctity of life valued in the Quran. The holy text is clear that it's not permissible to abort a child solely because the parents fear they will not be able to provide for him or her. However, since uh, Sharia law encourages Muslims to choose the lesser of two evils, most scholars agree that abortion is permissible if the pregnancy would endanger the life of the mother. And Morocco generally follows the Maliki school of law, which forbids abortion. However, the other three schools permit conditional abortion. The Hanafi and the Shafi'i schools allow women to abort until the 120th day of pregnancy, while the Hanbali uh, school permits uh, them to do so before the 40th day. Since Morocco Progressive 2004 family law was influenced by the Hanafi school of law, Advocates for abortion legalization hoped uh, the government will continue to, to shift away from Maliki stances. The government's decision to liberalize Morocco abortion policy is the latest of the progression reforms that have characterized uh, the past years of the um, King Mohammed VI rule. So, as we said, like in only in some cases that abortion is allowed, but not like fully allowed for cases of, I don't know, having children, for example, from um, out of marriage relationships, because uh, usually also uh, out of marriage relationships are kind of, uh, you know, punished by the law, because the, the Moroccan law is based on also in, in, on Islamic teachings and Islamic law. So... One of the things about uh, abortion is it is f uh, kind of uh, forbidden or kind of uh, uh, not legal because, you know, the cause of the having the baby in the first case is like either, you know, affairs, either, uh, I don't know, for unexpected pregnancy, people could use like protection. And usually this is what... Uh, happening like now people are like using these kind of things to if they don't have if they don't want to have a baby uh as soon as i don't know they get married or something they use protections and that's normal usually that's the the case in my country so it's not fully legalized as we said but it's not like uh, illegal for all uh, cases so it was very interesting to listen about your countries and also about my country because they have some similarities but also other things. So, yeah, because uh, every country depends on religions or for the previous system of a lot of factors. So it was very interesting to get known how the abortion law and the anti-abortion movements in your countries and it's really interesting topic and we didn't cover all the topics, unfortunately, but who knows, maybe we will continue one day because this topic is very actual and there are a lot of stuff to discuss. But I want to say thank you guys for this show. It was very interesting. Thank you, Samantha. And thank you, dear listeners, that you have listened to us. Follow us in our social media. Goodbye. Bye-bye.